Welcome to Our Happiest Place podcast, where the magic of Disney comes alive. I'm Evan. And I'm Robin. Join us on our enchanting journey through the world of Disney, where tales come to life, dreams soar higher than ever, and adventures await at every turn. Together, let's explore the wonder, the nostalgia, and the joy that Disney brings into our lives. From the classic tales to the latest adventures, we're diving deep into the magic, sharing our love for the parks, movies, and all things Disney. So grab your Mickey ears, sit back, and let the podcast begin. A journey into the heart of the most magical place on earth. Join us at our happiest place podcast, where the magic never ends. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi guys, welcome in. My name's Evan. And I'm Robin. This is our happiest place podcast. Today we are going to be talking about Disney media for the next couple episodes. I think... You know, rich history of any kind of movies, TV shows, games, video games, all that stuff. Um, definitely today we're going to be diving more into the games aspect. And then on the next episode, we'll probably go more into the TV shows, movies and stuff like that. Yes, I'm excited to get into the games. Me too. It's kind of the one thing that drew me in like fully to Disney is just seeing how much more there is than just going to the parks. Even just growing up, there was a lot of games that I played that eventually would become a Disney title that I had no idea back in the day. Like what? A lot of the old Star Wars video games, um, you know, back when I was growing up, they were just under Lucasfilm. They weren't Disney at that point. What was one of those games? Growing up, definitely one of my favorite games was Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Not really canon anymore, however, still introduced us to a lot of really cool characters um, it took place after Return of the Jedi, so you, you kind of got a little bit more of that story after the main trilogy. What system was that on? It was on the Nintendo 64. Oh. Yeah, I remember that game. I, we actually just uh, purchased another copy of it when we went to our local Comic-Con here. I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't know if we've played it since then. No, we haven't. I am excited to ramp it up again. Uh, I think it follows. It was the first uh, introduction of a character named Dash Rendar. Oh, Dash. Yeah, and his Outrider ship. Uh, definitely kind of a precursor to a lot of the more RPG type Star Wars games that, you know, we'll kind of get into here in a little bit. And then, kind of just first and foremost, now that's like one of my favorite games I've played. Like, what's one of your favorite Disney games that you've played? My favorite Disney game that I've played is a more recent one, and it is Disney Dreamlight Valley Mm -hmm. on the Switch. What do you love so much about it? I love that you get to have all of the characters in your village or your area, Mm -hmm. and you can do activities with them. Like, I love fishing with Goofy. That's my (laughs) favorite part. Or gardening with Wally. And I just love that it gives you access to the characters Mm -hmm. but it's its own separate storyline but they still the characters still have a lot of what they their normal lines Mm -hmm. and their attributes is it one of those kind of games where you have to build up your city and kind of level it up and stuff like that yeah over time you can expand it and there more characters are being added all the time and you can explore different areas and add more I'm not even close to where I'm supposed to be at on it at all. No, that's really cool. Uh, that's one game that I haven't really played, but I've seen Robin play many times and, you know, just kind of asking her questions here and there, kind of figuring out how the game is played. Um, so I guess since we've already started talking about more of the video games, let's go ahead and just start it with the video games. 
Um, like you said, there's the Disney Dreamlight Valley. We've played the Disneyland Adventures game, which is pretty cool. Um, currently have it on Xbox. Uh, it's basically you just walk around Disneyland and do different quests for all the characters. Like you can meet Mickey, do quests with Mickey, Captain Hook, Donald Duck. Yeah, and all of the rides have their own areas. Mm, Not like, all of the rides, but a majority of the rides have their own areas that you can interact with, or mm, there's mini games. Exactly, yeah. Like little mini games. Like I know with Peter Pan's Flight, yeah, you fly around trying to collect, I think, stars or something like that. Uh, the fireworks, like you have to aim the fireworks at the appropriate moment to let them go. Uh, so there's just like a lot of cool Disney magic that's happening with that game. Yeah, it would be really fun for kids or people about to go on a Disney trip to get excited about it. No, absolutely. The first ever Disney game that I played, I was probably five or six years old. Um, I had the Nintendo Entertainment System, the very first, like the very the original Nintendo. It was actually the Little Mermaid. You went around, you had to try and trap like the eels and different kind of evil sea creatures inside your bubble and try and escape them when once they are inside your bubble. Was it Flotsam and Jetsam? No, I'll save them for King Trident. Oh, oh. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> um, no, but it was a fun little game. I, I still remember it to this day, so it had some kind of impression on me at least. Um, kind of along those same line, lines as with me with Shadows of the Empire. Definitely, you know, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, Growing up, like I played all things Star Wars. So uh, when Knights of the Old Republic came out, Knights of the Old Republic 2, I you know played through it many times. Even to this day, I'll still crank it up and play through it every once in a while. Um, when it came out on mobile, it was the exact same game. It was super cool. I could just play it anywhere I, want, I went. Um, and from there, Battlefront was kind of more of like the first-person shooter. Um, and then they came out with Battlefront 2, where you can actually play as... Yoda or Luke or Boba Fett even. Yeah, there were a lot of characters. I did play Battlefront 2 mm-hmm. on Xbox just with friends every night for a little bit. <laughs> I'm not very good at games like that at all, but I had so much fun and I would get so excited when I could be any character mm-hmm. at all. Just so excited. Yeah, that's one that for the amount of maps they had, it was so much fun, but I definitely wish that they expanded on it a little bit more definitely felt very limited in what you can do and where you could go in there that's fair was there any other disney video games that you can remember kind of from your childhood maybe from my childhood no i never played kingdom hearts did you play kingdom hearts i played for such a short amount of time um i remember i don't even think i owned the game i think i just went over to a friend's house where we played that um you know but from Everything I've ever heard, though, it's an amazing game Like that's still everywhere right now. Yeah, I feel like we've got to get into it soon when we get out of the games that we're trying to play right now <laughs> or when we want something new because I think we would both be really into it. And they're bringing some of the characters from Kingdom Hearts into the special events nights at Disneyland. Oh, okay. I know we didn't say we were going to par- talk about the parks very much, <laughs> but I know that for Oogie Boogie Bash in this last um, September and October mm-hmm. in 2023, they had the character, the Kingdom Hearts villain character as one of the meet and greets. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I saw that, and while I'm not, I haven't played Kingdom Hearts, it was really exciting because they're bringing all of their media into mm-hmm. the events. No, absolutely. It's 
it is really cool that you know they are pulling from all aspects that they own uh, so it's not just you know hey these are our movies we're only gonna pull from our movies yeah it, yeah it reminds me of what they're doing with marvel and just like creating areas for everyone and mm-hmm. star wars and every every fan has something to look forward to absolutely and you know, when people think of Disney, a lot of times they think of, you know, children or kids, but there is just so much more to Disney than, hey, we have to go to Fantasyland and, you know, just do all of the kid stuff. They, there is, you know, the cantina at Star Wars, like Batu. That's one of our favorite spots that we go to every single time we're there. Um, <laughs> I know one of the places that we found over at um, the Avengers Campus was Pim's Test Kitchen. <laughs> Trying all of those, like, test cocktails and food yeah i love their food a lot and their drinks are very interesting mm-hmm. we, we've enjoyed most of the drinks we've had from the test kitchen mm-hmm. a game that i've played in the last few years that came out more recently is the sims 4 star wars journey to batu <laughs> and if you have sims 4 you can buy it as an add-on well i don't know if it's still for sale but i can't imagine them taking it off i'm sure when you buy it as an add-on it's not nearly as much as if you just buy it as a standalone game correct Yes, but I think you have to have the base game to play it because it's okay. as if your character from Sims 4, your household, is going to Batu, mm. And you walk around, you complete quests. Kylo Ren is there, of course. You cannot date him. I tried. <laughs> but the characters are there, the areas are there, and the layout is the same as Galaxy's Edge. That is how I learned the layout of Galaxy's Edge so well before I had even gone. That is really cool. Yeah, it's a really cool feature, and you can do quests for all the characters. You can either be on the Resistance or the First Order side and build up those points, from what I remember. Okay, no, that, that is super cool. One of the games that I was really into maybe 10 years ago was um, Knights of the Old Republic, but the uh, MMORPG on the computer. It was the first one that I really kind of went full bore into. It was really cool. Every single character had their own individual dialogue. And it was the first time that almost every single character actually spoke words. And it wasn't just, you know, subtitles at the bottom of the screen. I believe a few years ago I started into that. And I was on a laptop that was not a gaming laptop. And the laptop could not handle it. So I was no longer playing it. So it was a very short-lived. It was like one game session, a few hours. And it was cool. It wasn't worth buying a whole gaming laptop for, in my opinion, but I'm not as much of a video game person. Mm. No, like, I, I always have a desktop, so desktops are my, my favorite thing to play on. Um, I'm a huge nerd, so, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Um, but, you know, I would always go through and be the Star Wars, you know, Jedi Consular, Jedi Knight, Jedi Sentinel. Anything really Jedi related is kind of where I would gravitate towards. Yeah, you definitely lean toward all of the good guys in everything, (laughs) and I lean toward all of the bad guys in all of the games. However, that makes it easy for you and I to play, because we're always opposing teams, and it makes it (laughs) so there's no conversation (laughs) about who's who. Yeah, we always have that duality. Yes. Um, And even, not just like video, like console games or computer games, but Disney has put out, you know, especially recently, a lot of mobile games that are a ton of fun that we've used, we've spent many hours playing one of the ones that i've been playing recently has been marvel snap oh yes yeah we did go through a little spurt of time where we were playing marvel snap i liked it it was the trading card aspect Mm -hmm. and the gameplay with random people online yeah 
Um, I think he had a deck of about 12 cards that kind of cycle through and each card had a different ability. You had to put them at a specific location and uh, try and take that location by the end of the game. Yeah, I liked some of the features that they had added by the end of it. Mm-hmm. And it's still going right now. We yeah, just, that's true. We still playing. I, yeah, I guess, yeah, by the end of us playing. that To me, if I'm not playing it, it's dead. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and then with that... A few years ago, I really got into one called Disney Emoji Blitz. It's kind of like one of those match three games. Uh, But as you build up through the levels, you actually got emojis that you can put on your keyboard and use those emojis uh, in messages and stuff like that. Was it like the Tsum Tsums or was it something different? You said emojis, but did they look like the Tsum Tsums? Because I feel like I saw that, but I have never played that. Um, A little bit. They definitely kind of had like their own look to them. So I think maybe it was kind of a cross between the Tsum Tsums and the regular characters but um the emojis might look more like the Tsum Tsums but when you're actually playing the game like the stickers and stuff like that look more like the regular characters um but yeah that was one that I probably lost so many hours in was it like Bejeweled yes exactly okay Bejeweled or Candy Crush Candy Crush yeah (laughs) they also have other games um like Mirrorverse or Sorcerer's Arena which is kind of where you have a team of characters like you have to collect characters kind of level them up and build them up and battle them against your opponents i think i played mirrorverse for a little while uh, that's one where like the characters kind of again go back to that duality thing like they're like opposites opposites of what they are in real life that's interesting another game that if you've been to disneyland you know of because they have signs everywhere uh play the play disney app actually has games that you can play not at disneyland mm-hmm. or at disneyland yeah i think we uh played through it a little bit while we're at home kind of like waiting for one of our disney trips we went through like the trivia yeah i really liked the trivia when you're actually there in disneyland you can do space mountain games i think that there are some space mountain games you can play when you're not in the parks as well which is cool mm-hmm. And then Galaxy's Edge has a lot of features that you can access through the Play Disney app as well. Scanning. Is that where you can do like the bounty hunter quests and stuff like that? Yeah, I think that was mostly Magic Band, but they had something where you scan crates and then you type in symbols. It has been a long time since I played that. That was (laughs) when I first went to Galaxy's Edge. I was so into that for the first couple times and I've got almost all of the things open on my phone. That that is super cool. I, I like that they have another aspect of the way that you can actually enjoy the parks and even the apps and stuff outside of the parks when you do download them. I know just video game, mobile game. Um, you know, Disney has such a wide breadth of things that people can enjoy, whether it's like their own Disney characters, whether it's star Wars, Marvel, really anything you're into, you can kind of find something to play. For sure. They do a good job of that. Mm -hmm. And I know like, that's one thing that kind of attracts me to it is, you know, I'm not the traditional Disney fan. You know, I do like, you know, I am starting to get more and more into the Mickey Mouse and stuff like that. But definitely Star Wars, Marvel is kind of my area of expertise, as you will. For those of you just listening on Spotify, he has a Mickey Mouse hat on right now. But to be fair, I bought it for him. <laughs> and with us being such huge Disney fans, you know, it leads us into just being able to offer fans of our podcast, you know, just fans of our like Instagram, stuff like that, that what we can help them with if they ever have any want or desire to go to a Disney park, they don't want to spend all that time planning it. We do have our own travel agency 
that we can help people with um, booking their family vacations with. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to our Happiest Place podcast. We're excited to offer free travel agent services for your dream vacation. Imagine skipping the stress and saving time of planning and booking your vacation. That's where we step in. We'll handle the details, booking accommodations, reserving tickets, and setting up special dining experiences completely hassle-free for you. Picture this, you, your family, and the wonderful experiences without the planning headaches. Dive into the magic worry-free. With our expertise, you'll get insider tips, exclusive offers, and personalized guidance to make your vacation unforgettable. Sit back, relax, and let us do the work while you focus on creating treasured memories with your loved ones. Reach out today, and together, we'll start your magical journey. Again, thank you for tuning into our Happiest Place podcast and letting us be your guides while you make memories that'll last a lifetime. We offer travel agent services for Disney parks, Universal Studios, most major cruise lines, and more. Details are located in the description below. So, moving forward with games that we love, we are big board game and card game fans. Mm -hmm. Both of us are. So, let's get into talking about some of our favorite board and card games and just giving a little synopsis of each one. We definitely are better equipped to talk about board games and card games. (laughs) It's something that we definitely try and play at least once or twice a week. Yeah. So, what is your favorite board or card game related to Disney right now? Right now, kind of the one that we've been playing quite a bit the most has been uh, Disney Lorcana. It's kind of like their version of Magic the Gathering, kind of like a Disney, you know, trading card, collectible card game where you have to collect certain cards and then use those cards to battle your opponent. And the eventual goal of the game is to build up enough lore to win. Now, it's really cool that the details that they put into that game with the characters and how they match with certain colors and uh, just different personas that that character has taken on in the past like disney has the brave brave little taylor he has detective mick he has um, just a bunch of different options from things that he's been in or done in the past and each one of those is kind of correlated to its own color depending on you know what it what specific thing it was Yes, and I love that they bring in the elements of song, and if you have a singer, they can sing the song, Mm -hmm. and all of your favorite songs from anything Disney are going to be on there. And we all know Disney is very big on their songs, which again, we'll probably talk about in our next episode here. Um, So now, I think in our inaugural episode, we went through our favorite songs, um, something that is just very rich in Disney culture, so it's cool that they intertwine that in with the game. But aside from Lorcana, though, what do you like to play? Right now, we've been playing a lot of Star Wars Rivals, mm-hmm. and I've had a lot of fun with our little escapades going and seeing what mystery boxes, mystery characters we can get from light side and dark side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, for anybody that doesn't know, Star Wars Rivals is a two-player game, basically... It's light side versus dark side. Um, you can buy a starter set that comes with everything you need to just play. Um, they have little like $5 almost like booster packs that you can buy where it comes with a different character. You can choose either light side or dark side. Um, and each character comes with three cards that you add to your card deck that all does like different abilities. Uh, the goal of the game is to 
try and collect locations where each location, like each turn you have to put your character at a location and not knowing which locations are going to be the ones that score that turn. So you have to kind of be strategic about where you place each of your characters. Each character has um, its own is it force level or power level, basically. Um, and whoever has the most power at each location when it scores is the one that receives that location. Yeah, so some of the locations have specific criteria that happens when they're on that location. Something I love about that game, because it's cute, is that you're not just playing with cards. You have mini figures, Mm -hmm. and they have holograms, and they have the normal characters. And you could have both the normal character and the hologram, and the hologram has its own perks, and the typical character has its own perks as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, their stats are a little bit different. Um, very cool. Like there's just that they added in like something a little, I know we're very exclusive. We like the exclusive exclusivity of things. And, um, just that by them adding in those holograms, it's something that it's like a little bit rare. It's like a rare card to get. Um, so if you get that model, you know, it's pretty cool. Something else that I really enjoy about the game, which doesn't really impact us, but you can buy just one of the light side and one of the dark side booster, box packs Mm -hmm. at target or walmart or wherever and you can play with just that character and you can play a game right Mm -hmm. then and there yep exactly so you can spend as little as ten dollars and just start playing the game it's very cool star wars rivals who would highly recommend to anybody Uh, definitely a very family friendly family friendly game um it's one that i think that even children of like a young age would be able to play and understand and still have a lot of fun with yeah, I really like just the how it's random. There's some luck to it, whether your card is going to work out with the place that it's going to work out and that your opponent isn't going to move you or move themselves in their character. Mm-hmm. But also, you have to be strategic in order to win. Exactly, yeah. Um, there's basically, there's three locations. You put your character at one of the three locations. Each player has three characters. Um, you can stack characters up at one location or spread them out between the three. And then you roll a dice. The dice is, has a one, two, or three on it, or it has like a one and two, or a one and three, or one, two, and three. And those are the locations that'll score for that round. And then you reveal the card that you chose from your hand, and whatever the card is, you can move characters around, you can add power, you can lower power from your opponent's characters. So it's a very... It's an in-depth game that is also very simple, which I know it's kind of like a oxymoron almost, but it's really cool the way that they designed it. Definitely. Who's your favorite character that you've played hmm. with that game? I know we just got him, but I think it's probably Yoda. He has a lot of like healing slash power-raising moves. What about yours? My favorite character in Star Wars Rivals is Palpatine. He deals a lot of damage to his opponents, which is very fun. And you can (laughs) send your character, instead of putting them out at a location for the turn, for the round, you can send them to the back to tank to heal to take off all the damages. Mm -hmm. And that that basically takes them out of the game for one round, which then you're playing two on three and, you know, at a huge disadvantage at that point. I know one of the games that I would play with a lot of my friends... um, Again, very Star Wars universe-esque was X-Wing, Legion, stuff like that. Um, Just being able to pilot the ships. I know if anybody's 
never played it before. It's definitely a much more tabletop kind of game. Um, a lot of rules, very confusing kind of to newer players. But to me, I grew up playing tabletop games, so it was a lot of fun for me. Um, not knowing which way your opponent's ships are going to move, and then you have to try and think about how they're going to move and figure out which moves you want to do to counteract those so you're in a better position to be able to shoot down their ships. Have you ever played X-Wing before? I have played X-Wing. I was more a part of a team, not playing on my own. Something that I liked about it is that you did not have to paint the miniatures for (laughs) X-Wing because for Star Wars Legion, which is Mm character-based and army-based instead of vehicle and ship-based, it is you have to build the characters and you have to paint the characters, which is fun, but... I would not want to paint a ship. That's fair. I know my favorite faction was uh, Scum, and I would always play with Boba Fett. Of course. Second favorite character of all time. Scum just is much more interesting in that game than the Rebels are. So, sorry, Luke. Which faction would you play? I would play Empire. Yeah, the Empire with Darth Vader and all the TIE fighters. Okay. It's been a very long time. <laughs> a very long time. I mean, I would switch it up depending on what whose team I was on. I never had my own mm. miniatures for that one. That was not one I didn't want to spend money to get into. It was very fun, but I much preferred Legion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I played a lot more X-Wing than I ever did Legion, so we're kind of little opposites in that way. X-Wing was out for a lot longer than Legion has been out. Okay. And then one last Star Wars board game would be the star wars a deck builder Uh, again that was a light side versus dark side a two-person deck builder um again where you try and capture locations uh whoever has the most points and locations at the end of the game wins um and it's just like a really it's just a really cool game where basically you would you know it's like a traditional deck builder um you'd have your deck of cards and Depending what you draw, depends how much power you would have to buy other cards to add to your deck. It's one that we haven't we, we bought a little while ago. We haven't played too much, but it's one that we definitely want to start playing more of. Unfortunately, we every time we decide to play a game, it's almost always either Rivals or, I know one of your favorite games, Villainous. Yes, I do love Villainous. And just piggybacking off of the Star Wars, they do have the Star Wars Villainous which I think we talked about a little bit in our inaugural episode. Mm-hmm. But the Star Wars Villainous is really fun. Is that the one that's different or is it Marvel Villainous that's different and has like their own pool? Marvel Villainous, I think, is different than Disney Villainous and Star Wars Villainous because Marvel Villainous has the fate decks are just in the middle and you can fate anyone instead of I'm going to fate you and your character mm. so i it has to go to you and your character you say you're gonna fate and then you can assign it to someone like i think uh, when we were playing marvel i was playing venom and part of his thing is he wants to fate himself so that's a little bit different than the other villainous games yes it definitely is um i know just a traditional villainous you know super cool uh, we were playing it the other day that was prince john i think i was oogie yeah, that time. Yeah, I normally bounce back and forth between Oogie or Dr. Facilier. I love both of their play styles of just what they're doing to accomplish mm-hmm. 
their their goals. Yeah, I, th- I think it is really cool the way that they had each and every character have a different set of rules or goals that they're trying to work towards to win the game. So not everybody is doing the exact same thing to try and win. And, you know, if you see a, one of your opponents tr- like starting to get a little bit closer to winning, you can start fading them or start trying to, like, mess with their um, strategy of finding a way to win. Definitely. And I think that because villainous, every villain is trying to perform their own actions to get through their goal, it's very fitting thematically mm-hmm. because the villains only care about themselves and what they're doing. <laughs> and it doesn't matter too much what anyone else is doing. It just matters me and my steps to win. Yeah, that's super cool. You know, typically I'm not a fan of the villains per se, but it is kind of cool to step into that role and, you know, try and help them find a way to win. Definitely. Well, and you playing Prince John, his main goal is to get money, aka the power tokens. So I feel like he's the most relatable villain in that <laughs> way, just trying to get money. Yeah, I mean, Venom's not really a villain either, so it's more, more of an anti-hero. You can spin that one how you want, yeah. <laughs> Same with Boba Fett now after Book of Boba Fett. Oh, true, true. See, so all my villains aren't actually villains. Exactly. It's very on brand for you. <laughs> one game that's, I feel like, not really like Villainous, but it has the same kind of like, you know, pass out token aspect is the um, Haunted Mansion board game. Yes, I love the Haunted Mansion board game. It has no business being that good. <laughs> You have a board that is the endless hallway and it spins and you move your gargoyle pieces to the room you want to be in in order to get the ghosts and your goal is to collect these ghost cards and the ghosts get passed out every round and everyone takes a turn during that round and your goal is to get the most ghost cards and Each ghost card is worth a different amount of points, and depending on how many of each color of ghost cards you have, it also can affect it. Like, there are a lot of ghost cards, like the stretching paintings are there. The husbands of Lady Constance, they have their own cards, and they're worth a certain amount of points. There are the ballroom dancing ghosts. Um, There are the singing head ghosts, all kinds of things. So depending on which ones you decide to collect, you can earn more points. And that's another one that you can kind of see like where your opponents are trying to go and start trying to steal stuff from them as well. So um, like there's certain resources that you can go to to get before your opponents can get it. So that way they can't either complete a set or anything like that. Yeah. And I like that each round has a different situation normally. So like, for example, sometimes if you end your turn in a specific area you will get a perk of having to remove a haunt card which you want the least amount of haunt cards because the person who has the most has to get rid of their group of ghosts the group of the color cards of the ghosts that they have the most points of Mm. so you definitely don't want to be the most haunted yeah that's fair i mean traditionally i don't want to be the most haunted anyway i don't know i'd be okay with it for the most part only the little guy with the ball and chain though if he came home with us um, I feel like the Hatbox Ghost, he would be okay, too. Mm, have you seen the new movie? That's very fair. <laughs> very fair. Uh, another game that I know we both played a little bit of, very similar to uh, Star Wars Legion, is Marvel Crisis Protocol. 
another one where you have to build the models, um, paint them, and then play the game with them. A very super in-depth tabletop version of a game where each model has a card and they have special abilities that they can do. Um, that Marvel Crisis Protocol is very much of a objective-based game, so it's not just kind of a bash your opponent in the face and you know whoever does that better wins. Definitely. I love that one because of how detailed or not detailed you can get and you can go with the comic book style for your character or you can go with the movie style for your character. Like I would paint mine based on whichever one I liked better. Okay. Like I know you're a huge fan of Guardians of the Galaxy. So did you go comic book or movie Guardians? I went with movie Guardians because that's what I prefer. I, I have not read a Guardians comic book. You didn't want Drax in that traditional yellow and purple? No, not really. Not really. I know. Um, when I would play, I played a lot of the spider friends. And so they were strong in their own right. But one of their big benefits was their movement and how quickly they were able to kind of move around the board and collect objectives and move them. So that way, like your opponents can't you know get to them or contest them or take their own very easily. Uh, in a stand-up fight, maybe they're not the best, but again, that's part of the reason of the game and why it's objective-based is because you have to take the objectives instead of just punch people in the face. Very fair. Um, I know there is a few games that we have seen many times at Target or Walmart that we keep saying that we want to get to play, but we have yet to do it. I think a lot of it is just because you know we have so many video games, board games, that I just don't know when we'd have time to play all these games. Um, two of them seem very similar, though. They are the Space Mountain and the Thunder Mountain board games. Yeah, they are made by the same people that make the Haunted Mansion board game, I believe. Oh, I wonder if they have any business being that good. You know, what? I think what steered us away from the Space Mountain one is that the gameplay looked a little more simple than what we're used to. Although, again, Haunted Mansion, very simple gameplay and... That game has no business being that good. So maybe we need to try them out. And I'm probably more interested in the Big Thunder one because we haven't seen that one as much. Right. I wonder if the Big Thunder one's a little bit newer than the Space Mountain one. I would think so. I haven't seen it Mm -hmm. very often. Yeah. So definitely if you guys have played it or have seen it played, definitely leave some comments. and We'd love to uh, find out more information on these games. Yeah. Are they worth it? Do they have no business being that good? Or if you end up playing Haunted Mansion because I've said that too many times, also let us know (laughs) and let us know if you like it or not. You got to get into it, though. If you're going to play it, you have to have the music on in the background, the Grim Grinning Ghost song. If you don't have that, then it isn't very good. It's all it's all about the mindset. You need to fully immerse yourself in the Haunted Mansion experience. Yeah, you got to have candles. You need to be sitting in a doom buggy. I don't know where they're going to get a doom buggy. Um, aside from those games, I know there's one that you really have your eye on. Oh yeah. Coming out in July of 2024 is the Chronicles of Light Darkness Falls. I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, it was actually made by an all women team, which is kind of cool. And it is all currently coming out with women characters. So it's going to be Moana from Moana, Violet from The Incredibles, Maid Marian from Robin Hood and Belle from Beauty and the Beast. And it's going to be an RPG style game. We don't have very much information about it, but we do know it's going to be around $30. 
I'm going to be pre-ordering it at Target on July 7th. Catch me there. So it's going to be more of a board game type? Yes. Yeah, it's definitely a board game. Um, Are there any other games coming out that we know of? I know Chronicles of Light was just barely announced, but I'm already very excited for it. Well, there's one game that I actually just found out about the other day. Um, Apparently, it was announced back in 2019, 2017 maybe. Um, It was put on the shelf, but they started coming back out with it. It's actually supposed to be out later this year. But how would you feel about a Disney Super Smash Brothers type game? I would love that, especially if it's on Switch, because I feel like that's going to be easy to bring a lot of people into for a big group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, definitely if it's on Switch, but if they also expand out, because I know the PlayStation, Xbox, they don't have Smash Brothers at also having something like that on those other systems might be pretty cool, too. Very true. Um, but it's called Disney Domination. Hmm. Apparently, they have a ton of characters, a ton of maps but they're still doing like the trophies and everything like that. It took me a while to find out any information on it. They, it does, like I have found that it's supposed to be out summer to fall of 2024. So probably in that same kind of time frame that the Chronicles of Light is going to be out. Um, so that'd be you know pretty cool to get into. What kind of characters would you hope to see? And this is across of all of Disney's uh, titles. Well, I have a question for you. From your research, did you see... That there were any sidekicks, or was it fully main characters, villains, before I start giving who I'd want? Hmm. I didn't see if there was any sidekicks, but I definitely would expect them to be in there. I feel like Louie from Princess and the Frog would be funny, because he's a giant crocodile, and it would be funny to watch him, like, fight with, like, his little trumpet. Uh, That would be cool. I thought you were going to say Remy. I also want to see Remy with a little kitchen knife, just stabbing everyone. I don't, I don't foresee that that's how that actually would go, but that is what I imagine. Yeah, I don't. He might have a frying pan. Well, that, but then Rapunzel is going to have a frying pan. Can they really have two characters with frying pans? Sure, they can join Mr. Game and Watch. Uh, no, but there's like, like I said, there's, they're going to have so many characters, even like from their TV shows that they had in the late 90s, early 2000s. They're going to have some characters from there. Um, there's characters that you wouldn't expect from everything I'm seeing. So it's, it does seem like a really cool project that if it does come to fruition, you know, definitely going to be something that I play a lot of. That sounds like a good game. Are we going to, do you think we're going to see a release of that at around D23? Yeah, I mean, if it's the late summer, fall, like it's, it should be right around that August, September time frame that D23 is going to be around. I could see them doing some kind of special release for that. Kind of like they did with Lorcana a couple years ago. Just like they did with Lorcana. <laughs> Build up the hype of it a little bit, but that's when it's supposed to be releasing, not like building up the hype for it. So Very fair, but... I- I don't know how much... Well, we haven't seen very much about it, so I feel like they're building up the hype maybe when it's closer. Mm-hmm. D23, that is something... It's going to be in Anaheim this year, right? Yes. With it being in Anaheim, maybe uh, that's something that we can look into going to or doing this year. I would love to do that, and I'd love to get all the information and go to all the panels. I know that they were looking at giving a bigger area for their large panels of releases of information because they normally run out of room that's fair um but no definitely it's something you know 
we can look forward to, see if we can fit that into our schedule. And obviously, if we do go, we'll try and bring as much of that as we can to the podcast and all you guys, so that way you can kind of hear our experience from it. Definitely, you'd be seeing a lot on socials. Our socials, like TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. You can find links to that in our show notes or in the description. As you guys can see, though, you know, we have grown up around all types of games that Disney has produced, whether they're video games, mobile games, board games. Um, Definitely something that has immersed us into the culture of Disney and made us lifelong fans at this point. Definitely. It's nice to be able to interact with Disney content, Marvel content, Star Wars content without just sitting and watching something. Mm -hmm. We can interact, talk with each other, joke around enjoy each other's company in more than just sitting and watching exactly yeah um, it's now a perfect way for you know for us to have bonding time but also still doing something that we both really enjoy and that's disney disney all right i think that is about all the time that we have for today's episode again thank you guys so much for listening yes thank you and stay tuned for us to talk more about disney media that we love next time on our happiest place podcast thank you for joining us on this magical journey through disney we hope you enjoyed the adventure as much as we did remember your stories thoughts and disney experiences matter to us we'd love to hear from you leave us a comment share your favorite disney memory or suggest topics you'd like us to explore in future episodes don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay updated on our upcoming disney tales until next time keep the magic alive and always remember dreams really do come true Thanks for tuning in to our Happiest Place podcast, where the magic never ends.